I'm Tay. And I'm Lydia. You're listening to Calling Cards. This week, we're continuing our conversation about comfort watches. Join us next week for part two of It's In His Kiss. Like, I don't know. We've talked a lot about stuff that I've been comfort reading yeah. wa- or comfort watching. What are you comfort reading or watching? Yeah. Um, I was like, what the heck have I been doing with my life? So I basically, I think because, all right, I'm going to talk about podcasts here. So I was listening to the reboot of Witch Please, which is this really great pedagogical uh, look at Harry Potter. And it's very aware of like problematic elements. It doesn't gloss over it. It's really great. It's these two Canadian academics who are amazing. And they had done it before. And now they're like redoing it and really going carefully through like chosen one narrative, Orientalism, uh, animal like studies and theories, um, and then like class and stuff like that. So that's really cool. And I was really enjoying that because it was such a good return to what like being an English major and really analyzing things through theories and and really looking at the text in a meaningful way. So that was a really nice thing for me. And I was like sort of like just screwing around and like found another podcast that they're like, you would probably like this. And it's um, Buffering the va- the Vampire Slayer. And it's these, <gasps> it's these, what, do you know it? I've, I've heard of it. <laughs> um, A podcaster that I really enjoy, uh, Joanna Robinson, has guest starred on Buffering several times. Okay. It's phenomenal. And it's these two she, queer I, women she talks about it, who go through every episode of Buffering the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and have they actually have quite a few like actors, um, like stunt people and like guest stars that they get to interview. And sometimes really like surprising people, you know, like that aren't the main cast that end up having really fascinating interviews. Uh, they interviewed one guy who is like done a lot of monster characters like all the way down to like being the the fish guy in the shape of water and like he just somehow happened to make a character i know i should know his name but i don't um no his i think his name is doug jones yes it's like the most like random like white dude name ever right and he's and he's like the most awkward looking man ever (laughs) but he's fantastic i adore him he's he's yeah well he's one of the gentlemen in one of the best episodes of buffy hush and like super creepy and um he talks about that he talked about like rehearsing his character acting like his um body movements at the gym like in front of the mirror and there's all these guys like weightlifting watching him like do like not knowing obviously that he's can you imagine how weird you'd think a person is not knowing that they were like practicing to be on a show <laughs> i think if you live in la or, oh, like, Vancouver sure. or anything and you're in a gym and you see somebody doing some weird shit in front of yeah. the mirror you just kind of go with the flow because he's probably an actor doing something yeah. weird for his for money no okay i hear that um Anyway, it's it's just phenomenal, and I wasn't expecting it to be like have a queer aspect because like Buffy definitely does, but doesn't start out that way. Um, and they they like do their research and stuff, and like kind of talk a little bit about race because obviously Weedonverse is pretty problematic about well, not so much problematic as like pretends it doesn't exist. Anyway, um, and yep. they end every episode with like an original song, which are actually phenomenal. And so I was like listening to it and like getting really into it. So now I've been watching episodes of Buffy, and I think. I think actually before this, I had been watching quite a bit of season four 
um, just because I wanted to watch all the Willow and Tara <laughs> episodes. And so uh, the and the and season four and five have some really good episodes. So I had been watching it. And now I'm like skipping back to season two. Anyway, so it's been a really fun comfort read. And it's like watching it, it's like, oh, this is so like cringy and like me too-y and uh, and like other times it's like this is holy moly. This is such good TV. And um, it's really I, I always think that Supernatural shows oh, yeah, and reads are great agree. escapism you know like i kind of wish i hadn't gone so fast through uh winona herb because i like really raced through it but like um watching buffy and like having it be in the 90s and having it be um you know there's just really good acting and writing and some really cool framing of of the film so i was watching some of that today and the last couple of days i've really been enjoying that it's been nice for me yeah otherwise uh i don't know I will say one comfort read is Alexis Daria's You Had Me at Ola. And it's about like two like telenovela stars falling in love, obviously. But um, it yeah, it's like very like a warm, like nice book to read. I haven't been reading that much lately, but it was, it was definitely kind of a good comfort read. I finished Psy Changeling, so I'm out of comfort reads for right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a ton of books that I know that I'll really get into and will be good distraction reads like sitting like literally physically sitting around my area but i haven't delved into them you know it's i'm kind of in that kind of book hanger versus space like mental space um like i've got all of the uh other lee bardugo books i haven't read yet which you should definitely get on this will totally be this is the grishaverse stuff this was totally going to be up your alley um i have like several of them to read and i just need to open it you will love it. Plus, you you know, if you want something else to get addicted to. I, yeah, like I need I need that. Like I need, you know, a, a hole in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear, you know, piercings are quite elegant in some cultures, <laughs> says the person with many piercings in her ears. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I get that. That's not what you mean. Okay, so here's some other things. So I, uh, now that they've got the latest season of Shit's Creek up I've been re-watching some of those episodes just like that's a nice comfort because it's like 20 minutes of just joy and I haven't happiness. started watching it so I watched like the first like 10 episodes over like the COVID times as it was airing with my cousin when I was at her house uh, beginning of COVID oh okay and yeah. I remember nothing <laughs> from that <laughs> wow that's just how bad my brain has been the last yeah, couple I know. months <laughs> So um, I have to go back and rewatch like the new season and gotcha. watch it again. But that's a treat, though, to get to watch it for the first time twice. I know that's some amnesia level excellent treat. Yeah, so that's fun. And like, yeah, they there are definitely some other people I was rooting for in the Emmys as well. But they really swept the Emmys, and I'm I there the performances and the writing and the costuming was definitely. I, well, I agree. Well I was super excited um, to see that both Catherine O'Hara and Annie Murphy won rightfully so because those they both of them are so fantastic Ugh. no one can deliver a line or capture attention like Catherine o'hara it's just stunning no, she is utterly <laughs> you <know>? fantastic <sighs> oh my god i love that show so much <laughs> thank you oh by the way belated thank you for turning me on to that obviously um i keep trying to aggressively push it to other people i do have one friend who's recently got on it because another friend was like you know it's only like 25 minutes long and she was like oh yeah, that's a great idea. And has now like been watching a lot of it. I was like, ah, such a clever sell. <laughs> it's been really fun to know who watches Shit's Creek amongst my friend group and who doesn't because I can say something and one friend will get it completely and just burst out laughing. And another somebody else is just like, I'm not sure I get it. <laughs> yeah. 
That's amazing. Every year, some of our friends do this big um, dinner at their house. And obviously this year it's going to look very different. Um, we're like massively sizing it down. So it'll be like our just kind of our core group of friends. But anyway, um, it's a cheese dinner. And so this friend has was now watching <laughs> Fold in the Cheese. Fold in the Cheese. So I said, I'm going to get you like like a serving tray that says Fold in the Cheese. <laughs> or like an apron. And every, yeah. whenever I can, I'm just going to slip in there. Fold in the Cheese. What does that mean? <laughs> but what does it mean? <laughs> and just you folded it. See how many times I can make or break during dinner. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I just good. like don't say it again. I just oh that that I just uh, fold in the cheese. Just do it, David. <laughs> so oh my great, gosh. so good, so great. Oh. On also again, again, romance podcast. If you love romance, oh. David and Patrick. On Schitt's this Creek. is what you sold me on. I like had a hard time getting into Hell it, and you yes. were like, "Tay, you have to watch this for the romance. You have to watch it." And so I finally just like gave up. Was like I googled like where their relationship starts, and I started watching there. I like skipped several seasons because I was like, I just it's not doing it for me. And then I was sold, and I went back and rewatched, it and was like, I'm in. It's a good romance. It's a good romance. If you Ugh. have tried to watch Schitt's Creek and you have not made it past season one, <laughs> skip to season three, watch it, and then go back. I've done it. You can too. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, it's so lovely. Good. The yeah. romance is so goddamn good. Yeah, and then they do the thing where the thing that's so rare in TV where it's like they're now together and they're just solid. They're a solid couple and like they might have like issues with enough conflict to like make TV interesting, but you never doubt you know, that that they're together and that, you know, they work together, which actually is true of the Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara characters. I love the episode where they're kind of trying to make you think that maybe there was some kind of a cheating scandal. And like, as a viewer, you're watching it going, no, they are so into each other and like so committed. And it, anyway, I love it. It's so great. I, like the, there's no drama for the sake of drama. Yeah. No characters are like sleeping with each other and like cheating on each other. There's none of that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's some of it, but like it, it works. It's it works, not, yeah. It's not it's extra. Not, it's not, it's not extra excessive. Drama. It's not, again, it's not drama for the sake of drama. Right. Which I so appreciate because, guys, let me tell you, I watch, I watch a lot of TV and the <laughs> biggest reason I will stop watching a show is if the drama gets to be drama for the sake of fucking drama. Like, it, like stuff that, like... The if they, won't they, they get together yeah. and then break up and then get together and then break up and get together and then break up. And I say this as somebody who is so excited for Richardson. Yeah, this is coming. <laughs> and I'm so excited because I love Shonda Rhimes and I love Chris Van Dusen. I think they're great. Grey's Anatomy is one that just royally pisses me off because OMG. But this series is based on romance novels, which means there has to be HEAs. I'm still there. I'm sure there's still going to be drama for the sake of drama. And again, I'm so excited for this TV series. Um, <laughs> but after watching uh, so much um, Grey's Anatomy, I have my reservations in certain areas, but it, I'm still excited. Um, but like Grey's is one that I loved in high school. Like I like 
high school watching the first couple of seasons back in college and a couple of times since then the first like two or three seasons of Grey's is so good it's so well done I, it is something that I don't think it is something different from other medical dramas it's like through the eyes of like one person versus the eyes of like the many like ER is the eye, the eyes of the many um, and this is more like enmeshed in like the personal lives of doctors where I think ER again is like more like a case case by case basis on like what each like the patients that are in each episode sort of thing and how how do I say this the personal lives of the doctors take okay. a back seat in ER where it's a the personal lives of the doctors take a front seat in Grey's Anatomy nothing wrong with both of them there's a couple of like really great characters that being said it is on like season 17 or 18 now and nobody oh, it's still going it's still going nobody oh. is together with the people that they end like nobody stays together yeah, on this stupid fucking show and i just want people to stay together yeah. and be happy i just yeah. want happy endings <laughs> all right i will tell you speaking of romance my other comfort watch is julia roberts right now so my mom and i watched notting hill together you know why because i'd listened to cigarette burns and i was like this is like my favorite movie just about my favorite movie and so we watched it and it's just it's so good every time when you know spike is there you're like this yogurt there's something wrong with this yogurt he's like that's mayonnaise and he just keeps he's like oh that makes sense he keeps eating it and everyone in the room of course just dies in horror um, or like that iconic scene with Hugh Grant watching the movie with the goggles, the sw- pres- prescription goggles on with Julia Roberts next to him. And it's just so good. That and like Ocean's 12, which also has some romance oh, in it. So um, and then you get to watch Julia Roberts playing Tess Ocean <clears throat> playing Julia Roberts. And it's pretty much gold. <laughs> Julia Roberts playing Tess Ocean playing Julia Roberts is one of my favorite Poorly. parts of that movie. <laughs> And then it's like the more you think about it, the sillier it gets. And then she, like Bruce Willis comes up yes. and is talking to her, and she's like nerding, like like starstruck, trying to pretend to be Julia Roberts, but it is actually Julia Roberts. <sighs> oh, I love Pretty Woman. It is one of my favorite films. Is it really? I have never seen it and don't intend to. <laughs> it is one of those films. Yeah. So my when I grow, growing oh. up, my mom had my both my parents, not just my mom, both my parents had like a huge thing about seeing movies when you were old enough so like i was not allowed to watch pg-13 movies until i was pg until i was 13 mm-hmm. i was not allowed to watch rated r movies until i was 17 i watched legends of the fall in fifth grade with my mother yeah no <laughs> didn't happen i take that back if i watched any rated r movies i watched were war movies that i watched with my dad <laughs> wait what about like, so, like speed i'm pretty sure that's technically rated r I've never seen Speed. Oh, dude. I know. Worth it. But, like, I'd seen Saving Private Ryan so many <laughs> times up until the end. Um, the Patriot. Basically, if it was a war movie yeah, and I, I watched it with my dad, movie. it was okay. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but, yeah, pretty much if I, if I wasn't watching with my dad, it was not allowed. And um, I remember being at my neighbor's house when I was, like, 14, I think. And we were talking about how I'd seen, like, the end of ta- the end of Pretty Woman, like on the TV, mm-hmm. um, when I was at my aunt and uncle's house, and she was like, "I was like, I want to see the whole thing." She's like, "Well, I have it on VHS. Here, take it with you." Oh. And get home. I'm watching it. And my mom. I watched it with my mom. Mm-hmm. By the way, like I watched it with my mother. Okay, she likes that movie. And then she like went through and was reading the box, and she 
flipped out that it was a rated R film and we had watched a rated R film. It was so funny because then we went and brought it back to my neighbor and this lady, this woman is my godmother. It was, it was hilarious. The, like, just like super flippant, like, it's rated R? Huh. <laughs> Didn't think about that. But it's by the same people that did The Princess Bride. Not The Princess Bride. What are you talking the about? The Princess Diaries. Okay. Uh, Princess Diaries was done by the same people who did Pretty Women, by the same people who did um, Runaway Bride, <laughs> Raising Helen. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I love Pretty Women. It's one of my favorite movies. Okay. I, Julia Roberts is so good in Pretty Woman. Like, her performance in Pretty Woman is so top-notch. That and, uh, but yeah, other, the other one is Runaway Bride. I yeah. love Runaway Bride. It's great. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a special one. <laughs> it's ridiculous oh on so many levels. Yeah. And I love that, um, Chris Maloney is in it. Like, the cast is so phenomenal and super fun and, yeah, again, ridiculous. I, I I love Julie Roberts. There's some great Julie Roberts films there out there. Are. She's so good. Well, that I think that's a lot of comfort. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm also going to recommend this because I love this movie. I don't know if you enjoy this movie. We'll see. Steel Magnolias. Oh, you know what's okay? You know what's funny is uh, I was talking to my mom about this the other day because we were talking about Mary Louise Parker. I don't know why this time this wasn't about Red, but I I was like, what? She's in. Fried Green Tomatoes, and my mom's like, yeah. I was like, no, Julia Roberts is. And she's like, no, it's so-and-so. And I was like, yeah, no, Julia Roberts has diabetes. And <laughs> and I was like, she's like, no, she plays Ruth. And I was like, wait, wait. I am not thinking about Fried Green Tomatoes. I'm thinking about Steel Magnolias, and they're not at all the same. Um, yeah, no, I've seen it once. I like it. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about Steel Magnolias other than I transposed some southern movies. <laughs> There, that is one that another one that um I grew up watching. Okay. Um, I remember watching it very young with my mom, mm-hmm. and it's one that just every time I watch it, it resonates differently with me. So it, it resonates with me differently when I was a kid because it was just um like I just remember bits and pieces of it, mm-hmm. and then seeing it again in high school, I just I love it, and then seeing it again in college. Um, it's just really fun. I'm able to pick out who my, f- like, who my friends are in this <laughs> Okay. And, like, I always say, uh, I am the Olympia Dukakis character. <laughs> Which is, she goes, if they don't have anything nasty to say about anybody, come sit by me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just super loudmouth and gossipy and just fantastic. I love her. She owns the radio station. And she becomes a radio host. It's fantastic. And then another one of my friends, I told her for many years, well, you're the Shirley MacLaine character. You're Weezer. And she's like, I, I don't get it. Okay. So I said, like, well, we'll watch it and you'll see why. <laughs> and so we're watching it and she's like, I'm not understanding where you see this connection between me and Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> Just as she said, <laughs> Weezer turns to uh, Annelle and goes, man, are horrible creatures. And she goes, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> and so and and then it's interesting to watch that movie and see 
we're within different groups. So amongst like my core group of friends, I am the Olympia Dukakis character. I, for some reason, am never can remember that character's name. But in other groups, I am definitely like the Anel character or the Daryl Hannah character in that movie. So it's just like it's you each have different roles within your friendship and you don't always occupy the same role based on who you're with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know it's yeah, just an interesting look at friendship. And then I remember watching it one time with another friend, and we got maybe ten minutes in. And she's like, "So what's the point of this movie?" And I said, "Uh, you know, female friendship." And she's like, "Can we watch something else? I don't get it." Wow, ouch! I like, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like Dolly Parton was in this. I always, I all I could remember was like Sally Field and Julia Roberts, but like I'd forgotten about Daryl Hannah. Hannah, like this is, wow. Yeah, the cast is phenomenal. Yeah. Like I said, I've only seen it once. I don't have very strong feelings about it. But I mean, I think I remember it being good. I think it's different because, again, it's something that I grew up watching. Yeah. And so I just have a very strong connection to it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I love it. So yeah. I find it to be a very good comfort movie. It always makes me miss my friends super badly. Aww. And that, like just because it always reminds me of my friends when I watch that film. So that's cool. I will say um, anything in like Dolly Parton is also a good comfort listener watch too. She's just such an amazing woman and she has done so many songs. My mom and I just watched The Bodyguard from 1990, I think two, <laughs> Whitney Houston and uh, Kevin Costner because people always talk about it and it's not like on streaming services that I could find. So I was like, I, I want to watch this. And it was a lot. Um, but like, I just love the story of, you know, Dolly Parton wrote that famous song and no one really, it didn't really stick with people. And the person who was tasked with finding that last song, oh, this is why we're talking about Fried Green Tomatoes is because the, the last song that Winnie Houston's supposed to sing, um, Fried Green Tomatoes did it instead. So they're like, well, we need a different song. And the guy like finds on some like b-side cassette tape or whatever of some random female country singer i want to say like linda ronstadt or something something random that you know i will always love you and was like oh dolly parton wrote it i'll get permission from her got permission gets it all set up and then dolly parton's like i'm so looking forward to hearing like what Whitney does with this and um i like can't wait till she gets to xyz this this special verse and he was like yeah yeah that'll be great gets off the phone is like uh so don't know what verse she's talking about because it wasn't in the version I heard. And there was like no, like it was, she just sort of, I think Dolly Parton just sort of said, you know, the, like the most famous part where Whitney Houston is like, I'm not going to imitate it, but we all know, right? The most famous part. That was almost not in there at all. And at the last minute, he's like, you need to say this and like, just figure out how to work with it musically and how you're going to do it. Just figure it out. And of course it's like, so iconic. <laughs> um, So I love, I love that. And it's just like, and all these, like, Dolly Parton's written, what, like, 300-some songs? You oh, know, yeah. ha- like, has a business well, that supports, like, her local area, you know, gives books to children. Like, she's phenomenal. Ugh. She is. <laughs> so she was on Graham Norton last week. Oh, really? Talking, and he, he asked her, like, she talked about the first time she heard Whitney Houston's song. Oh, this is the one where she had to pull over because like, she didn't recognize it, and then she did, and then she was crying, right? Yeah, she had to pull over because she was, like, so just... <gasps> that's my song which like that is so is so cool to hear her to say that she had that experience yeah. for a song that she wrote yeah and by that point like dolly parton was already famous yeah like, and then some over and over and over again and then some yeah. over and over again by the time the bodyguard came out yeah 
but I think at that point she'd kind of been waning maybe a little bit yeah I think this was after this was after Steel Magnolias Mm -hmm. and it was after I don't think she did much like in the 90s like acting or singing wise Mm -hmm. I don't know and then um like she was an icon but she wasn't like a present icon uh which she I think she still is now but yeah I do love that oh Mm -hmm. another good Dolly Parton movie comfort movie Joyful Noise oh I haven't seen that you haven't seen Joyful Noise? No. I have seen um, Dumplin', which I loved. Dolly Parton and Queen Latifah. Oh. Can enough. Okay. That sounds amazing. Can any more be said? No. Well, so Dolly Parton, Queen Latifah, Kiki Palmer is in it. Um, Jeremy Jordan, who is a huge Broadway like actor and who I really adore, is in it. Um Jesse L. Martin, like there's actually ve- like a lot of Broadway people uh-huh. that are in this movie. Andy Carl, well, I'm it. not a Broadway person, so you had me at Dolly Parton and Queen Latifah, <laughs> and it's Jesse L. Martin is in it for a little bit. It's a crime. Jesse L. Martin does not sing in this movie. <laughs> okay, that I don't know who these crime. people are. Sorry, um, Courtney B. Vance is in it. It's a great film. Okay, and they take like a bunch of pop songs and then put like Christian musics christian lyrics to them oh so they take like the song um the song yeah by usher and turn it into like this christian pop song okay is this supposed to make me want to listen to this (laughs) it's so great like the way that they use music to like it's a religious movie but it's not a religious movie like it's it the the whole premise of this film is that they are a church choir Mm -hmm. So yeah, but the way that they use music to express their love for God is fantastic. Very cool. I don't know. That's awesome. I feel that's a really bad description of this movie, but it's a fantastic film. Dolly Parton is fantastic in it. Queen Latifah and Dolly Parton have a fucking food fight in this movie. It's awesome. And it's glorious i'm gonna Um, i will i will do my homework and i'll watch this but i i need you to watch the last holiday with me for this holiday season when it comes up because queen latifah is great and it's she's so creepy with ll cool j like their characters not the actors obviously so creep it's like so disturbing the scrapbook she has of his face and it is so funny (laughs) and just yeah we have to watch I'm that. In. We'll watch The Last <laughs> Holiday and we'll watch Joyful Noise together. Okay, How about that? I'm into that. I- I'm up for that. It's so great. So great. Oh my gosh. So now great. I'm. I- so I also, speaking of comfort, I- I've really apparently been like really embracing this season, which isn't that unusual, but like I did a little bit of decorating, like very, very low, very low effort and low key. Uh, and then like my favorite thing was like some of the decorations for things that I've now eaten. Like I made this great stuffed acorn squash. So it's no longer decoration, but it's in my belly. So good. That is fantastic. And I just want to, I got puff pastry and I, but I ate all the apples raw that I got from the orchard. So I can't, I can't cook them, which I split it with a friend. So I, I actually didn't have that many raw apples. Um, I turned around and they were all eaten by me. So, so I don't know what I'm going to do with that puff pastry yet, but I, it's going to be buttery and sugary and delicious. And I want to make everything pumpkin themed. And I'm like trying to find people who will eat that. Ooh, this is not seasonal, but I did make Snickers peanut butter cookies for my dad's birthday. You just chop up a Snickers and throw it into peanut butter cookie dough. And yeah, basically my point is I want like every day between now and like December 1st to just be like a mini Thanksgiving slash Halloween meal for myself. Like if I could just fit pumpkin <laughs> and like delicious gourds into my, wow, that nope, whatever. You know what I mean, right? 
<laughs> yes, I do. Thank you. Uh, apple crisp. Oh! Apple crisp is my yeah. downfall during the fall. <laughs> I actually haven't been to any apple orchards this year, which just again, so much stuff has happened in the yeah. last several weeks that I just haven't had time to go. I was really happy to be able to. My friend and I had planned on it. I hadn't seen her since like, I think January. She got a car and was like, let's go to the apple orchard. Then all the fires happened and we were like, I don't know if I'll be in my home, if I'll be, if the orchard will be around, if like the sky will be okay for us to go outside. And then it cleared up. We were able to go and it was just so special because it really felt like, I mean, that's really a tradition that I got from Minis- from living in Minnesota that I had never done here ever. And it just was like, I like every fall going with you all and going to the apple orchard so it just was really special for me i'm sorry you didn't get to go this year but there'll be next year there will be i'm there there might be a chance that we might still go on a different day in the next couple of weeks but um yeah i that's something our pictures actually just came up on my like facebook memories of all the pictures the first time i went to an apple orchard yeah so oh man that was great the kettle corn was good too Mm. oh kettle corn oh yeah, but I p- part I of the reason pie. also I haven't go is like I'm I'm telling like we need to go early in the day because yeah that was a big um, thing for us as well. It was pretty noticeable issues and everything. Yeah, and it's all it's been very nice here in Minnesota. So it, yeah, yeah, it because of that it's been kind of like it's been so nice. I really don't want to go anywhere super crowded. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely with you. But I also haven't been able to take a day off to go with people so it'll happen you know what? if it doesn't happen this year it doesn't happen this year um just like most just things some more <laughs> you know yeah at this point i'm just like done be disappointed because i know just, it does it does get sort of old. 2020 yeah it's like yeah i've you know been there done that no t-shirt I haven't been there haven't done that actually uh, so, <laughs> so yeah but you know well, what it'll get better uh, i'm still it will and you know i'm still able to see some friends and yeah that's the thing that i'm kind of remembering mm-hmm. to take in as much as i can so yeah i have my health and ash isn't no longer literally raining down from the sky so i'm feeling pretty good exactly. about life <laughs> <sighs> so pretty much yeah if we've convinced you in anything please let us know if you haven't seen notting hill please go watch it <laughs> etc <cetera. laughs> if you haven't watched any of the things yeah. today that we've discussed go and watch them Thanks for listening to Calling Cards Podcast. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Calling Cards Pod, on Twitter at Cards Calling, on our website, callingcards.wixsite.com slash callingcardspod, or by emailing us at callingcardspod at gmail.com. The original music for our theme is by Pasta Cat, which you can find out more about by following at Pasta Cat Music on Instagram. Join us next week for part two of It's In His Kiss. Mm-hmm.